Hey, Claire. Want to talk about sexy books today? Yeah, I do, Blythe. Awesome. <laughs> when you need a sexy escape from a world that's gone insane, erotic fiction with romantic diction, we've got some wrecks if you care to listen. We all have an inch to scratch between our mind and thighs. So Armchairs. We'll have to come up with what we call people who listen to our podcast. Yeah. Sexies. (laughs) Sexy readers. (laughs) We'll work on that. Mm. Um, all right. Well, so we just want to jump into a foreplay question. I mean, I guess so. Yeah. It is the foreplay question. <laughs> all right. I will ask you the question. Claire, do you remember the first time you masturbated? Gosh, I don't remember the first time <laughs> because I definitely was an early starter. Mm. <laughs> I like literally the first time I, I think I even talked about this on a different episode, but the first time I remember masturbating was to the jungle book as like a small child, like a very young, young child. Yeah. Yeah. That's the earliest that I can remember being turned on by anything. Do you, do you think that you attributed it? to sex you probably didn't know what sex was at that time no I definitely didn't I definitely like was humping pillows and stuff in front of my mom like Mm -hmm. as a little kid because I like vaguely remember my mom being like you know you should just do that when you're alone (laughs) and being like oh okay whatever (laughs) you know going like into my bedroom to hump my stuffed animals or something yeah but um yeah I don't, I, I don't think it was any, I, it, it didn't like, I didn't know it was sexual. I just knew that like something was happening and if I humped something, it was fun. Feel good. <laughs> yeah. I also was a very early starter and probably didn't associate it with sex in any way, but I also did associate it with sex pretty early on. I know, I can't remember the first time I masturbated, but I remember a lot of experiences I had with my two earliest best friends. One was that we weren't masturbating, but that I would like be on top of my best friend and she stopped being my best friend in like second grade. So, um, had to have been earlier than that time. And I remember one time, uh, her mom walking in on us and like getting mad about it. Um, but we didn't really know what we were doing at that time. And again, I don't even think that was masturbating, but then a different best friend that I had, um, both of these are female best friends. Um, she, we like talked about it. We talked about masturbating or just that it felt good to rub yourself with your hand. And then her mom got a neck massager, (laughs) allegedly. (laughs) Who knows? We certainly took it at face value that she was using it on her neck. Um, but 
I remember my best friend telling me like, oh, this feels really good. And I um, used it at her house like right, like right after she did. Um, and I remember at first being like, oh, I don't like this. This is too intense. But then like going home and not being able to think about anything else with this <laughs> fucking machine. And then coming back and being like, I changed my mind. I actually do want to try it again. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember at some point that became like not an option anymore. Like something we couldn't uh-huh. find them vibrator or whatever it was but we also she also had like jets in her tub so mm-hmm. like after we had come back from sledding we would both get in the tub and then we would both masturbate that way but I don't recall there being any explicit sexual things like the things we talked about or the play that we did related to like having a husband or something like that mm-hmm. didn't have anything to do with masturbating in this way so I don't I don't remember us like talking about it as though it was a sexual thing but just as a thing that feels good yeah I never talked about it with anybody until like middle school yeah um so I don't know I don't really I don't really remember like what I thought about it except that it was fun I am still friends with this friend and as far as I can remember I don't think we've ever debriefed about it since (laughs) we've never like been like hey remember we used to like masturbate together all the time (laughs) I don't think it would be that weird but it's just not come up where it definitely we weren't aware of it at the time yeah it is really funny to think about I think there was probably though I can't totally remember but I think there was probably some shame about that past when I hit middle school or high school. Well, even from, like, I literally remember this time in middle school where this really popular girl made, like, a joke about masturbating that was like, oh, yeah, well, masturbating is healthy or whatever. Like, it was some, like, crack about that. But, like, even though she said it was healthy, the way she said it was very, like, derogatory. And I remember just feeling, like, so seen in that moment, <laughs> being like, I do that. And, like, this popular girl doesn't. Though she probably did. She probably did. But, um, yeah, so I remember being, like, very nervous about it because, like, I didn't really talk about it with anybody. And then that's, like, literally the first thing I can remember hearing about masturbating from another per from, like, a peer. yeah. It certainly feels like a shameful topic of conversation. Yeah, especially as a girl. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember my parents also, um, they saw our uh, internet history and saw (laughs) that I was watching porn and, like, confronted me about it. Oh, God. And um, it was my mom, and she was like, have you been looking at these sites? And I was like, yeah. And she, I think she expected me to deny it because she didn't really have anywhere else to go from there (laughs) because she clearly didn't want to like shame me about it. And I think that she, I think she had just undercooked the thought in her head. I think that she was just ready to catch me lying and then go from that. Yeah. But since I didn't lie, since I just was like, I did, she was just like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's so funny. That was that. And and so I I didn't get 
um, necessary. Like I felt ashamed because I knew it was a confrontation. I knew in that moment I thought about lying. Well, like I can even kind of remember like being like literally like, I don't know, six years old or something. And my mom, she didn't even say anything like mean about it, but just like, you should do that in private and feeling like really like strange about it and yeah. not like it was just confusing you yeah. know it is confusing I'm still not sure what I'm going to do when I have a kid and then first catch yeah. them masturbating some because it's a it's a fine dance because you you do have to make sure your kid knows that it's not going to be taken lightly in public well, it's like a good you have to have a healthy balance between like this is normal and healthy, but also like porn is not always normal and healthy. Yeah. I mean, you don't want them getting all the wrong ideas about sex either. Yeah. Right. Because there are some, if you don't know anything about sex before you watch porn, it can be extremely confusing and like yeah. even detrimental, probably. Did you ever see that episode of Freaks and Geeks where he sees porn and oh then he's like, "Oh my god, I love it!" Traumatized. He's complete, and then he gets the gym teacher yeah. to like explain. Or wait, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The gym teacher explains, yeah, <sighs> a bunch of things to him, and he's yeah. so happy afterwards. Yeah, because it can be really upsetting, especially if you accidentally stumble upon something that's like. Because yeah. I've seen like watching porn can be like an extreme like you can be really turned on and then the next video you're like oh fuck this is terrible I'm yeah i'm completely I mean, turned off now even <laughs> as an adult i sometimes stumble onto things unwittingly and i'm just like oh fuck what yeah yeah <laughs> what's happening so this is a tough world for the youth to navigate right now especially since it's so lawless and they've got to all be watching porn i'm sure and I'm sure. Like, I definitely watched porn from kind of a young age, but it was very covert and, like, not very often because we only had one computer in my house. Mm -hmm. It was the family computer, and it was, like, in my parents' room. Mm -hmm. So, like, it was just, like, little bits and pieces when I could get it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I actually had more experience. Like, I had that experience later, and the story I just told was later, like, probably junior or senior year of high school. But before that, I was watching, like, those Cinemax things, which were still porn, but they Mm -hmm. were softcore. They were never, like, doing anything. Um, Like, you never, like, saw a dick, but you would see, like, an entire woman and, like, a dude, but just not a stick or something. Yeah. (laughs) And then they were all, like, poorly acted and kind of funny in that way. (laughs) So that was a big part of my life. Um, anyway, should we, like, talk about the book? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, the reason that we had this question as our opener was because we're going to read, we read Starting from Scratch by Jay Northcote, Mm -hmm. which is about a trans man. Mm -hmm. And part of the book is he talks a little bit about, like, getting to know his new body Mm -hmm. and learning how he likes to use his new body yeah um so I mean it's just really interesting to think about like we had all of this stuff happen to us when we were so young 
it's so hard for me to imagine like literally almost getting a new body as like a 20 year old or something. Yeah. And feeling not right in your own body, but like having to take the risk that whatever changes you make are going to affect your orgasms. Yes. It's It's so terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So much extra stuff, but okay. So I'll read the description before Mm -hmm. we get any further. Yeah. Um, So this is starting from scratch. Ben is transgender and back at university after hormone treatment and chest surgery. His new housemates have no idea about his history and Ben would prefer to keep it that way. He's starting from scratch and his life is finally on track, except in the romance department. The idea of dating guys as a guy is exhilarating but terrifying. If Ben wants a boyfriend, he'll have to disclose his secret. Sid is drawn to Ben from the moment they meet. He normally gets what he wants, in the short term at least. Ben is guarded at first, and Sid isn't used to guys rejecting his advances. He eventually charms his way through Ben's defenses and helps Ben on his journey of sexual awakening. It doesn't matter to Sid that Ben is trans. He's attracted to the whole person, and he isn't worried about what is or isn't in Ben's pants. They're good together, and both of them are falling hard and fast, but Ben's insecurities keep getting in the way. If Sid can convince Ben he's committed, will Ben finally be able to put his heart on the line? So that's it. (laughs) Spoiler, he will. Yeah, thank goodness. That's why we read these books. Yeah, so I feel like this book was, I didn't know how I was going to feel Yeah, about it. I didn't I, know if I was going to be really turned on or if it was just going to be really interesting. I definitely thought it would be eye-opening. Yeah. But I wasn't sure if it would turn me on. Yeah. Um, it certainly made me feel, well, since the, we're always giving spoilers, I will just spoil this in saying that Everything works out nicely for Ben in every way. Like, yeah, obviously, it's just this is a challenging um, bridge to cross for people who are trans. But in this book, everything goes well. Like, his parents are supportive. His roommates are supportive. uh, His future lover is obviously supportive. And so reading about this best-case scenario... Mm-hmm. was um I'm really glad that it was the best case scenario but it feels really fucking brutal yeah. to just have to do this disclosure and and wait to see what happens it seems awful because there's such a tension about finding the right time like he wants to tell him like early enough so that he doesn't feel I don't want to say tricked because that's such a thing with Mm -hmm. trans people that like people feel people who are anti-trans say Mm -hmm. so often that like they're trying to trick you. Mm -hmm. So like, I think he doesn't want Sid to feel that way, but then at the same time, like you don't want to reveal too much too soon and like make it get all heavy right away. And like the person's maybe not even super interested yet. Right. And in this case, Sid was friends with his roommates and Ben hadn't disclosed to his roommates because why would he? And he, and especially when he is just 
starting to be comfortable with his outward appearance and and his voice all of these things have really come into place so he doesn't want to take the risk that he tells people he's trans and then suddenly people are thinking too deeply about that part of himself that he doesn't he doesn't want to be seen only as this trans person exactly he wants to be seen as a guy which he is exactly exactly so that does seem really terrifying because it's like it's not just that you have to find someone who is going to be okay with it or not be offended by it or whatever the word would be but someone who's also like or it's just taking that plunge of is this person going to still be attracted to me knowing these things? It literally seems ugh, like one of the hardest things ever. It really does. <laughs> Though on another level, I still felt like it was still relatable because like that does obviously not to the same scale um, because Ben in this case had not had bottom surgery Um for the reasons we had just discussed, like, we don't know what's going to happen. Are you ever going to be able to have an orgasm again if you have bottom surgery? And, like... Yeah, I mean, that seems terrifying. hmm Exactly. And, but, so going back to what I was saying, I think we all experience it to some degree. Like, the first time you get naked with someone, you're are they going to like what I've got underneath my pants? Yeah. I don't know. You I never mean... know. Totally, totally. It's it's definitely different and maybe not quite as fraught. But I mean, I definitely had experiences where like, especially my first sexual experiences with other people where I was like, like, what are they thinking? Like, does everything look normal to mm-hmm. them? Yeah. <laughs> and like, good? Yeah. And like, I mean, we all have our own insecurities and I definitely had things that, like, I was scared to share or show, you know? Yeah. So I definitely did relate on that level. Exactly. I was I was happy about that, honestly, because I was like, oh, it doesn't feel... It does and it doesn't. It feels like the same thing we all go through, but just kind of a more advanced <laughs> stage of that. Yeah, and, like, recognizing that people are definitely not cool about it right a lot of the time right when you're a trans person right right there's like that extra level of tension because you just don't know right and I don't know that I had totally realized but Ben doesn't have bottom surgery because um well because after he takes tea as he calls it like testosterone then it does kind of change the his anatomy like it makes his um what was formerly his clitoris grow in a way that makes it his dick yeah I mean he yeah he calls it his dick and he's like this is my dick yeah and it gets hard uh which I I don't know maybe my clit gets hard I don't know I, it does. I mean, I think all clits get, like, boners. But... Yeah, yeah, but it's less obvious. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but I think, yeah, after he takes tea, it definitely grows at least to an extent that he feels confident enough. Yeah. That he's like, 
I know how to use this. I mm-hmm. feel good with it. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't see any point in doing a surgery that's going to change everything when like, I know that this works yeah. for me. Yeah. Which I really loved. Yeah. I thought that was really, but what I was surprised by, maybe I shouldn't have been so surprised by it because it definitely makes sense uh, to me, but that I was like really into it. Like I was really I know. into it. Anatomy. I was well, and I, I was really into everything in this book. Honestly, yeah. like Ben is a great character. I think. Yeah. I think that he's really well developed. I, I mean, I wonder because the author is trans himself. I have, I assume that a lot of his own experiences went into this book and this character. Yeah. I mean, I would think. Um, so I really liked that. Like, I felt like he was like a really well-developed character. I really just really liked him and like cared about him. Um, and yeah, I was like fully attracted to him. I was fully into this book on a sexual level. Yeah, (laughs) me too. Me too. It, um, and I really loved Sid too. Who's the, yeah. Who's the other guy. Sid is really, really sweet and just like completely open-minded and chill and cool and horny as hell yeah (laughs) so horny that he is probably the most forward character that i've witnessed um where he like just propositions ben when they first meet basically but then is not he's like not so and ben says no um and kind of indicates that there's some sort of a past but Sid keeps trying, which is really mm-hmm. like he doesn't keep trying in the face of like a real no. Like there's one point when Ben is like, "No, I don't want to go on a date," and Sid does pull back at that point. Mm-hmm. And then it's Ben who comes back and says, "Actually, I was hasty before, and I do want to go on a date." But for the most part, Sid is like, "I'm horny." Yeah, <laughs> it's and great. I love it. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> and then he's really open. I mean. Because I can imagine, well, I think that he just behaves perfectly for that scenario where Ben does um, reveal that uh, he's transgender and Sid is just, his first thought is like, I don't want to say anything wrong in this moment, which I'm sure is what my first thing would be too. It's just like, okay, I don't want to fuck anything up with my surprise. With this, um, I think he ultimately, I think the words he ends up using are like, I want to (laughs) try. But, um, well, I think we want to read the part where, like, after it's revealed, then Ben, they do have some fun, sexy times. But it's mostly just, like, Sid is getting naked and Ben is not yet. Yeah. So after that... And they've decided they're going to go on another date. But this is this is after that instance. On Sunday, Sid woke up with a boner, as he usually did. Still half asleep, he reached down to give it a squeeze and decided he was in the mood for jerking off. He stroked himself slowly at first. And as his brain woke up, he started running through visuals from the night before and stroked himself harder as the memories ran through his head on loop. Ben kissing him, Ben on his knees with his lips around six, around Sid's dick, Ben with his hand down the front of his trousers, groaning around Sid's cock as he came. 
Sid squeezed his dick, feeling it pulse in his fist as he shot, warm and sticky in his hand and onto his belly. He lay panting, thinking about Ben and how much he liked him. When his spunk cooled, he wiped it off with a couple of tissues and rolled onto his side again. His duvet pulled back up. His thoughts whirled. After the high of last night, doubt and ex- doubt and anxiety rushed to fill in the space where his excitement had been. Did it matter to him that Ben was trans? That he hadn't had surgery to make his body as close to that of a cis male as possible? Sid liked cock, and Ben had been very upfront about the fact that he didn't have a dick, not in the way Sid was used to. But being gay wasn't just about liking cock. It was about liking men, loving men, and Ben was definitely a man. Kissing girls had never turned Sid on, and he really liked kissing Ben. And okay, a blowjob was good no matter who was doing it, but last night, Ben had been more than a mouth to get him off. The way he looked... The way they looked at each other, the sounds Ben made while he was blowing him. Sid had been turned on because it was Ben blowing him, not because a mouth was on his dick and it felt good. He knew he wanted to see Ben again. He wanted to take things further to see if there was something worth pursuing for both of them. But he needed to know more about what he was dealing with. He wanted to know what to expect and what Ben might want from him. And there was only one way he was going to find the information he needed. Half an hour later, Sid was up and sitting on the sofa with his second cup of tea and his laptop open on his knees. Thank God for Google. But with hundreds of sites about transgender information and issues, he was a little overwhelmed. Thankfully, it was a Sunday and he had no plans and no Johnny here to distract him, so he clicked on the first link and started reading. An hour or so later, he was much better informed. He'd read about the effects of hormones and the possible surgeries that a trans guy might choose to have, plus several articles about how to be a good ally to trans friends and how to approach dating a trans person. He'd watched YouTube videos of transition timelines and of trans guys talking about their experiences. He saw the results of their top surgery and wondered which type of surgery Ben had had. Did he have scars on his chest like some of the guys in the videos? Sid made the mistake of reading some of the comments on YouTube, but he had to stop before he threw his laptop out out of the window. Because what the fuck? Why were some people so hateful? Then he lurked on various online platforms where trans guys went for peer support, and after reading for a while, he thought he had a better idea of the challenges they faced when dating and why Ben had been nervous about coming out to him. Some guys had shitty experiences. No wonder Ben found it hard to trust people with his secret. Sid was determined that whatever happened, he wasn't going to be an arsehole. He was still nervous about the idea of pursuing a sexual relationship with Ben, though. If they were going to take things further, they needed to talk more. With any new relationship, there was always the need for some discussion. What do you like? Top, bottom, both, or none of the above? But from the little reading that Sid had done, there was going to be more to navigate with a trans guy. If they were going to take this further, he needed to get Ben to be very clear about what he wanted, what he liked, what he didn't like, and what words he used for different parts of his body. Sid didn't want to say the wrong thing and freak him out or make him feel terrible instead of good. Having done all the reading, Sid was still left with some questions that needed answering. There was no getting away from the fact that Ben's junk was going to be different from what Sid was used to, and he needed to know what to expect when their clothes came off. Once again, Google was his friend, and this time it took him to Xtube. Sid was very familiar with Xtube, but he'd never searched for FTM porn before. He scrolled images of the video stills, mostly focused on trans guys' junk. 
Wow. They were sort of like dicks, but not. Smaller, obviously, and with no balls beneath them, but way more dick-like than Stid had expected. Fascinated, he clicked on a random link and settled back to watch. The guy on the video had dark hair on his thighs and belly. His face wasn't visible, but there was hair on his chest too and the surgical scars Sid had seen on YouTube. His body was lean and muscular, and apart from what was between his legs, he looked like any other hairy white guy Sid had ever seen naked. As he watched, the guy took hold of his dick, that was the word Ben had used and it worked for Sid, and stroked it. He had to use his thumb and finger rather than his whole hand, but the movement was familiar and the way the skin moved over the head was just like the way Sid played with his own foreskin. The guy moaned a deep masculine sound and Sid felt a prickle of unexpected arousal. This was supposed to be a fact-finding mission, not a jerk-off session, but it was turning, but it was turning him on and that boded well. The video was short, only about five minutes, and Sid watched increasingly turned on as the guy panted, obviously getting closer as he stroked himself faster. Oh yeah, he grunted, and then he moved his hand away so Sid could see his dick pulsing, literally throbbing as he came. Fuck, that's hot. Sid squeezed himself through his sweatpants while the guy in the video stroked himself again a few times before there was a rustle of movement and the screen went blank. Okay, so it seemed Sid could totally handle what Ben had in his pants. Good to know. And now we needed to jerk off. (laughs) Nice. I think that's dope, honestly. I think that's, like, such a nice reaction to just be like, I'm going to go find out as much. Like, not, I mean, after he found out Ben was trans, he's like, I'm going to go do research about all of this to try to, like, A, make him comfortable so, like, I know what's going on. And be like, explore my own shit without like having to involve this human being, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like without having to use him in any way to like see. Exactly. That's why I like this scene because it's kind of the sexiest that Sid can be, which is just so fucking thoughtful yeah. about what this means and so open, so open to it. Yes. Ugh, and I just love, I love. Oh, I love everything about it. I love, like, that it's not about what's in anybody's pants, you know? Like, I just think that's such an important truth that, like, I'm coming to. That, like, it's not, it's so much more about the person, you know? And, like, it's not even just like, do I like pussies or dick? Like there's this whole spectrum of people out there and there's like so much more to explore beyond that. And it's so much more about the actual person than like whatever their genitals look like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I sort of wish that these tools were more available to everyone because I've not been with a trans man yet, but I feel that I've been with many men who had trouble with their dick performing the way that they would want. And like even Ben 
goes through in this book, and, and in fact, it it's throughout the book, and I really appreciate this part, but even while in the throes of someone who is accepting, he still has these moments of, like, dysmorphia that, like, mm-hmm. or, like, jealousy of Sid's having a dick or just... It's very complicated. Like, he talks about how after he transitioned, he he couldn't watch gay porn for a while because he had so much body dysmorphia about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I just know that I've been with men who maybe couldn't get an erection or, um, or came really quickly and then couldn't get an erection. And so I sort of wish that like they had the extra tools to, I don't know. I just, I like that Ben has like an array of dicks that he can use. I don't, I'm thinking of this selfishly, honestly, (laughs) where I'm like, I just wish that everyone had an array of dicks so that we didn't have to rely on this one dick because dicks are assholes sometimes. Dicks are temperamental. That's another t-shirt that we need to have. (laughs) Dicks are assholes. (laughs) Dicks can be real assholes. So true. I mean, pussies can be real assholes too. They don't always cooperate. You're exactly right. And so I mean, I, I think that is actually like the crux of this whole thing is like everybody has a very specific situation going yeah. on. And you just need to take each person as they are and exactly. not be like, why does their dick not look this way that I want it to look? Or like, why does she not have like a Barbie pussy or whatever? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like everybody has weird genitals. Mm-hmm. They're all kind of weird and different, but they're also, like, beautiful and perfect. Yeah, and as we (laughs) talked when we did our episode about Come As You Are, it's, like, this really exemplifies that spectrum of, like, those of us who have the teeniest, tiniest little clits, and then there's ladies who have big clits, and then there's trans men, and then there's people with micro penises, if that's substantially different than trans men, which I... Not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not an expert. Um, And then, you know, and then the gambit of dick sizes. So it's just, it really helps to, like, bridge this entire spectrum. Well, I think when you think of it that way, it's so much more like, it's not like, can Sid get turned on by, like, what Ben has? It's like... Almost like, well, would you ask that question dating any guy? Because, like... Well, I don't know. Maybe gay guys are different, but like when I date a when I would date a guy, I don't know how big his dick is before I date before we sleep together. You know, like it could be anything. Yeah, and that's just the case with everybody. Like they could have anything down there. Yeah, and I wouldn't even go so far not to make anyone insecure because no matter what you have, it's beautiful, and right. someone wants to fuck you. Yes. Um, but I would go so far as to say that a very large dick makes me very nervous. Like, I, I know kind that of am from life. an opposite spectrum. <laughs> I'm definitely not a size queen or anything like that. Um, but I do love a substantial dick. I won't lie. <laughs> I mean, but that's just the thing. It's like everybody's preference. Like, so many guys think that all women are size queens, which couldn't be farther from the truth. Right. And if you wouldn't mind maybe like coupling that with like 
the size of like what are, what's the size of your toys you know like it's not even like right. you want the same thing all the time like for sure sometimes you want it big sometimes you want it smaller sometimes you don't want it at all sometimes you just want your womanizer yes sometimes you don't want to be penetrated by anything exactly exactly um Variety is the spice of life. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. But I can say that reading this novel, it, I mean, I don't want to go so far as to say that I would like want to fetishize people who are trans. Certainly not. But I definitely was like, this would this 100% wouldn't, work for me. Yeah, like, it wouldn't be, be no like a deterrent. No. Um, and I think that's like also people who are more open to using sex toys and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I think everybody should be, but if you already use a bunch of sex toys in your like sex play, then what the specific person has in their pants becomes less relevant. I think like less all important. Yeah. Cause hopefully I mean, I think just the worst thing is when a guy, like, thinks that his dick needs to be the be-all, end-all, and, like, like, I was literally just watching Sex in the City, where she's dating the guy with the really small penis, Mm -hmm. and the only horrible thing about him is he will not let her use, like, any vibrators or other sex toys, so, like, he just wants his small dick to be her entire world. And that's just not possible. Mm -hmm. And it's very selfish of him, really. Mm -hmm. And that would be true no matter what his dick was. Yeah. And it's just better for everyone when you're open Mm -hmm. to lots of different ways, lots of, at least trying lots of different things, I think. I agree. (laughs) And then you can get settled into like whatever your specific groove is, but that's going to be different like, no matter who your partner is, because two people coming together are always going to be unique. Exactly. I think people have, a lot of people have this misconception that, like, if you're a man and a woman, you're gonna fuck and it's gonna be... Normal. Normal, exactly. Right. And there really is no, like, one specific normal, so we shouldn't put all this pressure... Mm-hmm on people and imagine how boring it would be if there was just one normal would be it would just be (sighs) it would be republican sex (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) so true who wants to you know missionary all the time come on shit like that slow and gentle and through a hole in your sheets <laughs> seriously I have to say my sex is almost it's literally never slow and gentle no that just does not do it for me and it would be so disappointing to be with a man who just like it's like I need to make love to you every night yeah <laughs> it's yeah. just not my thing I agree it's also not my thing and I could be found to slapping asses more harder yeah (laughs) (laughs) but that's my for sure for sure yeah but I mean I don't know I feel like maybe having extra dicks shouldn't necessarily just be for trans guys I think that all guys could maybe have some extra dicks seriously or us ladies should at least bring our own dicks or people who like dicks should potentially bring their own dicks i yeah i mean 
I have a wide array I know. of dildos for every mood. And my pussy experiences so many different moods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My pussy is not one-dimensional. For sure. She's three-dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> she is deep as an ocean. <laughs> I, yeah, so I think that, like, my favorite thing about this book was just that it drove home the point, a point to me that I just had never really considered before, which is that, like, literally every coupling is unique in its own way. So, like, there's just no, I mean, in a perfect world, there would be no reason to be insecure about our differences because those are the things we should be, like, excited to uncover in the other person. Yeah. And for those of us who are turned on by novelty, which I think is a, a lot of people. For sure. I'm extremely turned on by novelty. I also am. That was, like, one of the big things that Come As You Are taught me was yeah. that, like, novelty is... Even though I don't like to be in, like nerve-wracking situations I don't want to like have sex in public probably Mm -hmm. but um I need newness all the time for sure in different ways I agree and yeah yeah well we can't go back to come as you are but they did talk about (laughs) she does talk about how that is one of the things that's more common for women actually that women are more that's usually more of a thing for women that we like that novelty Mm -hmm. whereas men very often can be turned on by the exact same visual over and over again yeah um but again everybody is different and nobody falls in these like very very specific parameters and and thank god for it mm-hmm. because i don't I, I want there to be differences i love that this that sexuality is a world that you can constantly explore and that Everyone can bring a unique perspective. It too. seems, oh, if it were finite, it would just be so sad yeah. if you like reach the end of your sexual exploration and you're just done. That seems so sad to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So this was really illuminating. I on I I keep saying it, and I I honestly wish that I wasn't so surprised, but I really was. I thought that this was going to be more educational and less sexy for me, and that was not the case at all. I really, yeah. I, I wanted a stick in my mouth too. I yeah. honestly did. I was just <laughs> like, because also it just seems like like if you're if you can fit your partner's entire business in your mouth seems really fun for everyone yeah for sure and I, I had a really nice time imagining that I know I uh, I loved it and I can't say enough that like Ben himself was just such a sweet relatable like even though I have literally almost none of the same struggles as him like in any way it was still extremely relatable yeah because everybody has sexual hang-ups yeah to some degree and I mean I have a lot personally yeah (laughs) so I mean and yeah so I've I've thought a lot like this is definitely different but I have thought before like if my husband and I got divorced or something like how hard it would be for me to date new people and sleep with new people with all of like the 
problems that I've had with vulvodynia and things like that, like it's a lot to, it's a lot of baggage to explain to a new person. Yeah. And I can't just always like hop on a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, I definitely related in that way that like just having baggage that you don't, you don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. I think we can all learn from that too. Cause I just, I can't like name my specific baggage, but Everybody has some for sure. Or even like going back, like how relatable it is. I remember the first time I I thought that I was going to have sex and I had, and I'm a really open, obviously being a part of this podcast, I'm very open about my shit, Mm -hmm. but I had to email like all my friends just asking like, what do we do with our pubes? What is this? Do we all like wax our pubes? Because that's terrifying. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I, but like, you are just worried about, like, you don't know what other people have experienced or what their ex- expectations are. And so, um, I don't know it, this just really bridged that gap. It's like, we're all going through this stuff and that like, this guy is part of a, this spectrum of genitals, and really helps bridge that gap too. And just, we are kind of all the, all the same and we're all different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we're all both equally both the same. And, different. and that's like, uh, just the most beautiful thing. And so sad that like so many people don't want to embrace that. Yeah. Cause it really is so freeing to think of it in yeah. that way. Yeah. Pretty fucking awesome book, I would say. Yeah, really, really <laughs> awesome book. Well, um, if any of you want to talk to us about, gosh, your first yeah. masturbation, or if you've um, relate to any of the experiences we've talked to with being trans or just being insecure about some part of your body, which I think... I'm going to go ahead and guess we all can relate to. I really yeah, think that's it's hard true. to imagine anyone who's not insecure about something. Yeah. Um, or if you just want to reach out to us for any reason, you should look at our, um, our show notes. notes. We'll put it in the show notes, all the ways that you can contact us. And we would love to hear from you guys. Yeah. And with that, go forth and masturbate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>